0: hello there jessica hello hello how are you doing it's me as the lion from the land hello. of narnia hello i'm the jesus of narnia
1: oh wow i mean i'm
0: just cutting through the tree hole letting you know in case you don't remember those books too well
1: uh, I didn't ever read those, but it's such an honor to have you on our podcast. Is that what happened? Those children came in, and they said we're bigger than Aslan, and it was a really big controversy.
0: I don't. I don't know what I can say about those kids. I signed an NDA. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll do wait for. Once the one, the worst one, passes away, oh, then I'll no. talk about them. Oh no.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Sadie Hawkins pod
0: Hello everyone
1: I just want to say that I'm warming up to this year's Islanders over on Love Island US <laughs> <No way>. Finally, <laughs> it always takes a little bit <laughs> I mean some of them are just dinks but you know Jessica UK was. UK is almost done. I'm gonna miss uh I'm gonna miss them over there. It was a good cast this
2: year.
0: Jessica was um we got Starbucks on the table this time. We never have Starbucks drinks sitting on the table, but there you go. Like
1: real podcasts. Yeah. Just
0: <laughs> coming in with our
1: uh, <laughs> our fancy coffees.
0: So Jessica was like when when love island u s. started this year, I wasn't in the room while she was watching it. She's like, "This looks so cheap. It does. this is so bad. Like, it the looks so cheap. aren't great. And then so then that was a couple weeks ago. And then the like this week, a couple nights ago, she has you know up on the computer screen she has the uk this you don't have to correct me if i'm not getting this exactly right but it was something like you had the uk episode (laughs) up on your computer screen and you had the us episode (laughs) up on the tv not playing at the same time (laughs) right you just had each one queued up and you're like now danny watch this let me show you and then she's like look at this computer and she plays some of UK. No, no, no. You started with the you know, with America. You were like, you press play on the American show. You're like, look at this. Look at these sets. Look how cheap this looks. Doesn't No, this no, no. Look no. Cheap?
1: It was not the sets that I was talking about. It also, ca- it's not. It's it's okay. the cameras that I was talking about.
0: Gotcha. Well, the look of it. Either way, I couldn't tell. <laughs> so she's like, look at look at this footage from the American show. Look at this footage from the American- now. Look at this show footage from the UK show on my computer screen. And she's like, hey, and it's even on my computer screen, and it looks better. And I'm like. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I mean, and maybe they do just put more into like post-work and stuff as well, which is entirely possible. Um because they have they all use those those like fixed cameras that then they just like do by remote like in a truck somewhere. Right. So that they don't have cameramen like up in your face the whole time except for when they do the uh the challenges. That's the only time there are sets involved.
0: And it would be great if um Prince Caspian sails up to the Love Island. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, why isn't he on the Love Island? I know nothing. Because it's not on a real
0: island. About first of
1: all. well, the UK one is. The US one is not. This year they're shooting in Santa Barbara. <laughs> there was the one year where they did it during uh, during COVID, and so they did it uh, in Vegas on a hotel roof. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of fun, actually, because I was like, yeah, with this, you can totally just like shoot it during COVID because you have to isolate everyone anyhow. So like you isolate them for two weeks, then you put them in and you don't put everyone in at once anyway. So it totally makes sense that it would work. Right. Are we just jumping into the song or do we have no, any top no, 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 of the no. show? Okay. We
0: don't have much top of the show business, but um, I was just double checking something. So yeah, we're well before we are talking about the song "The Truth," and this has a tenuous tie into Narnia. So we'll get more into that. Allegedly, yeah, we'll get more into that in a little bit. (laughs) There's no voicemails. We haven't had any voicemails, but someone from the same area code as the Sadie Hawkins pod voicemail line called. So. I can only imagine when someone makes a wrong number. Like it was clearly someone locally right. to Nebraska or right. wherever our voicemail <laughs> line comes from, and it's like Sadie Hawkins. What, the, <laughs> right. what did I find? What is this? What is this?
1: They're like, I was trying to call the snowplow guy. What is up right. with
0: this? <laughs> I was trying to call like a guy who's gonna reshingle my roof. Right. And <laughs> for some reason, I got a podcast. That's the most random thing in the world. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. Is there any other top of the show business? Top of the show to you, <laughs> top of the show to you, Jessica. Uh, I don't know anything I else don't think going so. on No? Yeah, yeah,
1: no, no. Relying K news for a while now. They've been quiet.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. I before we ended up doing the little Aslan bit at the top there. I was gonna have Aslan be like concerned if Reliant K was broken up, even though it's a joke. I've leaned on for other characters. Right. I was like, yeah. that's the out if I need it, but. It just worked. So, I what I was referencing there with the Aslan thing is the movie Possession, the horror movie Possession, starring Sam, starring Jurassic World, uh, Dom- domination, whatever his name is, whatever its name is. Sam, Sam Neil. What the hell? What the hell am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> Jurassic World domination star Sam Neil was in this horror movie called Possession, right? And he said it was one of the worst experiences of his professional career. And he said he won't talk about it until the person he had the problem with passes away first. And then the director of that film passed away like two, three, five, you know, five, within the last five years. And then he didn't start talking about it. And so they're like, oh, so it's your female. It's got to be the female co-star. He's Something bad happened on that set involving his female co-star. So he's never talked about it. That was or the maybe he just
1: decided never to speak of it.
0: Maybe he did. Maybe he's a liar. Well,
1: no. Maybe he just, <laughs> you know, moved on and...
0: He moved on to dealing with dinosaurs. You know what? You're right. When you deal with all those dinosaurs, eventually you're just like... Sure. I'm <laughs> sure they're problematic co-workers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the dinosaurs are way worse <laughs> co-workers. Always
1: nipping at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I see that you have the Chronicles of Narnia chronological order up in front of you right we
0: so we talked about this with our in like a lion never always winter never christmas episode because that is undeniably inspired by the by lion witch in the wardrobe absolutely it's the the entire main lyrical hook is lifted from a poetic idea in lion witch in the wardrobe As much as Matt Thiessen is a beautiful, is a wonderful, beautiful lyricist, like that's a nice lyric that he took out of that book. And I always, I think I said at the time, I'm like, I wonder how many fans who have never read those books or seen those movies are like, wow, this is a real mind blowing lyric. It's like, no, he didn't write that.
1: Probably me because I have, (laughs) I have not read them. Uh, The most I know about the Chronicles of Narnia is that there is a a lion, a (laughs) witch and a wardrobe.
0: That's true. So I was trying to remember which... Because uh, I have not read most of... I have not read all of the books. You I, have
1: a little box set of them. Well,
0: that's the set that I read when I was young. I Not super young. I think I was in like uh, middle school into high school. So like eighth to ninth grade. And I read... I bought them. Because I was like... They a little past my age. Well, just you know, on the cusp of being past my age. But it was like, I never actually read these books. I'm going to read these books. Again, shocking that I never
1: read them. It totally seems like the thing I would have read as a kid. I was into all that sort of stuff and anything adjacent and to they're it. And small like, I was, books.
0: I was huge on the Wrinkle in Time series. Right. Well, I bought that box set with my own money. And I read like, the, I think I read four of the books. And I didn't finish them. So I read...
1: Did you did you get those at the same time as you got your your second pair of just like very Danny uh tan airwalks. normal airwalks? Right. Nothing special. That mm-hmm. <laughs> you love the first My very parents... drab pair so much you needed a second
0: pair. This would have been around the same time. <laughs> My parents bought me a very particular pair of beige airwalks that I loved. <laughs> and then one day I was at Newberry Comics in Boston and they had a little skate section in the store that like year that season and they had the exact same pair on clearance and I had never bought my own pair of shoes I'm only like 13 14 I had enough money to get them and I was like I'm gonna buy my own pair of shoes I'm gonna have a backup pair and I was glad to get them
1: that's beautiful that is the most Danny story ever though (laughs) you're so excited to just buy the most mundane thing It's cute. It's we could rewrite Christmas shoes, but it's about you getting your 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 same pair of tan airwalks. But nobody dies in this story.
0: Please, please, sir, I need to cut you in line because I need to buy this pair of uncomfortable Forever Twenty One airwalks for my oh, mom yeah. before she dies. Oh man, because airwalks are back at Forever Twenty One right now, and we looked kids, at them. if
1: you never wore airwalks, that's not, not what they felt on like. Air.
0: Nope. <laughs> you're walking They're on horrible concrete walks. It's like Danny, feel called. the inside of these. These are awful. So yeah, I was just trying to remind myself which of the Narnia books I read, which I don't remember if I thought about that when we did Always Winter. But I read Magician's Nephew, which actually really caught my imagination. It's the it's the prequel. It came out after Lion, Witch, in the wardrobe. But these are allegedly Christian
1: books, but there's a magician in it. That's the devil's work.
0: You're right uh then i read no Line wonder the there's wardrobe. all those chick
1: tracks or whatever <laughs> about how narnia yeah actually oh
0: yeah yeah good. jack chick was like <laughs> well, I know a lot of christians are like don't read the works of c.s lewis and uh jr uh, J. tolkien they're not really christians they're there to deceive you like this christian rock is there to deceive <laughs> you patreon.com sadie hawkins pod <laughs> where you are reading through this blog that's like A couple decades old now about how evil Christian rock is, which I know is still a narrative happening today, especially with like bands like, you know, Switchfoot and Reliant K and people being gay affirming. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, they're gay affirming. But what I love about this article
1: was intro Amy Grant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right off the (laughs) bat, Amy Grant. Uh, and then it, it got into POD after that. Sure, you know. sure. And, well, that's a little more understandable. And then it got uh, the, in the. I'll spoil <laughs> the first Patreon episode of this series a little bit, in that like it then got into very specific, like ephemera. Is that the word? Just very minute details about all the symbolism in POD's oh, artwork. We could not finish And it. we could not finish that section. We were that like, section, we're just going to so skip, skip over that. this section, and yeah, yeah, it'll be a two-part series. Right. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to when we're going to talk about third day. <laughs>
1: so if you're if you if you're missing that Reliant K book club energy, it's back, baby.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, the truth. The truth is Christian rock is here to deceive the young ones. <laughs> Like no, this song, no. the truth. So you by you Kenny. read the
1: magician's assistant or whatever you just said. Um, right. I read, which other ones did you read? I read
0: the magician's nephew, which was actually the one that I enjoyed the most because it's the simplest story and it's about the first Earthlings to like open a bridge to Narnia and go there and how the wardrobe became magical because. Oh, cool. And I enjoyed that way more than they just accidentally walk into a magic wardrobe and go to another world. Like, I know that's a story that's captured the imagination of generations and generations. But, like, hearing, like, there's this magician and he's kind of toying with trying to pass between worlds. And his, ki- I think it's his kid and their friend and their- that kid's friend, like, use some of his magic stuff. And, like, whoops, they traveled to Narnia. And Narnia doesn't even, like, fully exist yet. And they kind of make it exist by mistake, like, I enjoyed that that book actually way more. Then I read Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. I read a uh, Horse and His Boy. I read Voyage of the Dawn Trader, tra- Treader, and then uh, I don't think I read Prince, Prince Caspian, and I definitely didn't read The Silver Chair in The Last Battle. And that's all I remember of my Narnia experience, but... Speaking of the of of magicians, mm-hmm. I did see
1: the magicians. I watched like the the first four seasons of that show. Mm-hmm. That I think that the the author is sort of based off of that type, and the world is definitely based off of like Narnia that they that they go to. Gotcha.
0: I think you mentioned that in our last I, episode I do as believe well. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah we're talking about the truth this week the opening track to the apathetic ep included in mm-hmm 10 uh and i think you know the last time we did the one of the main uh tracks for the apathetic ep well i guess line, which i guess uh in like winter is a song mm-hmm. let's remember i gotta remind myself what's on apathetic ep because I think it's three new songs and then a bunch of acoustic versions, right? Yes. So from the Apathetic EP, which came out after Mm-hmm, and I know that this came up when we talked about Apathetic Way to Be, I was always mistakenly of the impression that The Truth, Apathetic Way to Be, and In Like a Lion, oh, and The Thief. So it's those four new songs released for the first time. I was always under the impression that these were like cut tracks from mm-hmm, meaning actual studio session tracks that were recorded with Brian and cut and then re, you know, put on this EP because there was a history up to this album with the Creepy EP and the Employee of the Month EP and the 2080 EP for it to be that, for there, you to take cut tracks or B-sides from that year's album and put it on an EP but what we figured out after the fact is no this actually was now these songs may have been written during Mm -hmm when Brian was just about to leave the band but these songs were recorded with John and John after they joined so I don't know if I thought this through when we did Apathetic Way to Be but it seems to me now that like the apathetic EP was like a, a, a tiny little stopgap or a tiny little experiment. Like Brian's left the band, Warren and Schnecker now in the band. Let's get into the studio and sort of like hash out a couple of songs and we'll have a little EP to market this year while we, you know, wait to work on our first big officially major label record five score. And we'll have, you know, worked out some kinks of this five piece band now in the studio so that seems to be what the case is. Yeah. For, yeah.
1: I, so, yeah, my main note is that allegedly written and recorded for the Chronicles of Narnia inspired by
0: Album. Right, and I have some audio, um, which I think we came across once before on the show, but I have some audio of Thiessen saying that at Cornerstone 2005.
1: But I'm like, is it? Is it? Right. Because this seems like uh, it, it, that, it seems tenuous at best. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, in the Wikipedia for um, the song, it does say that, you know, that it's based off of, I don't know, Amy or one of the characters and what all she's going through or something and a crisis of faith or something along those lines. Right, And I, I just, I don't know. Something about this, it just sounds like a cut track from mm-hmm to me. And I think... They probably worked on this track and demoed it or something and then decided that they like this one, but they're cutting it and they're not going to work on it for, mm -hmm, because it's a little too, the intro to me sounds like High of 75. Mm -hmm. And I think they probably thought that like, it's a little too close to that. And also maybe the lyrics are a little too on the nose, Christian. And I mean, just like the way that they have the guitars ringing out at the end, like so many tracks off of Mm-hmm, so it sounds like it's supposed to blend into the next song on the album, which it kind of does with Apathetic, but not entirely. It seems it like, seems it like was, maybe they, put, they
0: stitched them together in post, like they didn't necessarily write them. Yeah,
1: it really seems like this was meant to be a track on Mm-hmm that they worked on and maybe they just couldn't get it right. So they're like, let's set this aside and that's what they did. And then they decided to come back to it right. for um, Apathetic and maybe come back to it as in a way to attempt to make this song work for and inspired by Chronicles of Narnia type deal. Right. Because just, I don't know, something about it. Vocally, it's not their best work. Production wise, musically, I just find it lacking. And this has nothing to do with the lyrical content. It's strictly musically. It just falls short for me.
0: Yeah, it's not when you put on the big headphones, both apathetic and the truth. This whole EP, it's not up to the snuff of the quality recording quality of mm-hmm. There are weird uh, production issues with this whole EP. Like, at the end of the bridge in Apathetic Way to Be, there's that weird digital garbling sound that we talked about. And, uh, which makes sense is if it's over- thin- one uh, of the. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, which makes sense Rich if this is just supposed to be like a let's get into the studio. We always have, you know, an EP to back a record. Let's get in there, work with the new guys that we have in the band, and, you know, see how we mesh and gel. We know we'll right. be touring, but let's see how we sound you know, recorded down. And so maybe it was just like a few session type, type deal, you know, maybe it was put together quickly. I mean, Apathetic Way to Be is one of my favorite Reliant K songs. Right. Um, But yeah, something about this, this track just falls short for me.
0: And another, the other like weird production problem on this whole EP is I think it's the Witch to Burry acoustic version has that high pitched, tone throughout the whole thing. Like someone had a channel going or there was some electronic, there was some electric signal going through something. So the thing, so the whole EP does seem like it could have been a little rushed and some songs got more attention than others. I think apathetic way to be definitely got a lot of attention. I think in like a lion got a lot of attention and you know, the acoustic versions probably didn't. And maybe the truth also didn't get as much attention to, like, really be perfectly produced. Like, I think in Like a Lion and Apathetic Way to Be, despite that weird digital gargling sound at the end of the bridge of Apathetic, like those are the best produced songs on this album but yeah maybe it wasn't like one full session that would be interesting to know was it actually like let's get in the studio and do this this is a session we're going to do these six songs or was it some stuff that they worked on and piecemeal did like that definitely happened like just hammering out stuff and piecing things together markley townsend has talked that about how that is how uh matisse and earthquakes worked right for the decades with no Matt Teason and the Earthquakes album ever coming out when Relying K you know still had Brian in the band still a four piece and Matt Teason and the Earthquakes is this project that when Mark and Teeson had time they would work on stuff so I'm sure Relying K songs were the same way it's like oh we got some extra time let's just work on this thing or hey we got some extra time John Warren's gonna come in and do some audio, do some vocals for the AutoZone themes uh, theme tune. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, like maybe these were just like things, like pieces, like shreds of things, and they piece them back together. And so they don't. So yeah, it's it's interesting to realize. And I'm not like a big production snob. Like I listen to a lot of albums that sound like crap, like albums that legitimately are recorded badly, and it doesn't matter to me. But yeah, I'm just noticing now really how this whole EP looks a little, it's, it's got a polish. It's like held together with duct tape, but then like, really, it's like that, it's like that Simpsons meme where Homer looks like he's lost a lot of weight, but then you see him from behind and he's like bunched up all the fat with like giant clips. (laughs) Like this is a good example of that. Like this is, it just like from the presentation of the cover and like. The, that these are all really good songs. But yeah, there's just some seams loose on the Apathetic EP. And I guess it shows a lot with the truth, even though I really do like this song. I think it's funny that this EP opens with the two big... with It only has two big rock songs, and then everything else is sort of slow and mid-tempo or acoustic. But the two big rock songs on it are very similar songs and it's funny that you would say maybe they don't want to use the truth maybe they didn't want to finish the truth and put it on Mm -hmm at the time because it was too similar to other songs like i have 75 or whatever you said but then like you just have these two songs that are very similar to each other and you put them at the and you top load them on the ep which i guess in an ep format that makes a little bit more sense have two songs that kind of you know sequence wise i guess you don't put that much thought into the sequence of an ep necessarily but sequence wise these two very similar songs up at the top apathetic obviously way better song than the truth personally i'm yeah, sure there's uh, some people out there who have a different opinion same.
1: yeah it's just it's so much it's happier it's, it's more fun, it gets you going, it's easy to sing along to, you know, thematically it's fun because you've got that great wordplay going in it. Right. Yeah. I realized that, you know, you had mentioned where I was like, because I said, I was like, oh man, up until I listened to the song again, I was thinking that The Truth was like a completely different song. I thought it sounded different in my head when I was trying to sing it, like in my head when I was reading over the lyrics. And what I realized, and you were like, but you love the apathetic EP. And I'm like, I know. And I was like, I think that the thing was that <laughs> I skipped the first, song. <laughs> the first song. I totally went right to Apathetic Way to Be because I love that song. So I just hit skip and I also skipped The Thief. So the two The songs, I just never really
0: <laughs> paid tea. much attention to. The Thief to. and The Truth. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And that is also an interesting sequence that it starts with The Truth and ends with The Thief. And then right in, no, yeah, not in the middle. But then you have three. So there is, there's some thought in the sequencing of this definitely. But um, yeah, maybe you know, I never kind of noticed. But if you have only heard this song a couple of times, or you haven't heard it in many years, and then you're trying to remember it, I could imagine thinking it's a slower or mid tempo song because that's how Teeson's singing on top of an otherwise driving yeah. emo pop yeah. rock song, which
1: is one of the things that I think kind of bothers me about it it's well it's
0: a purposeful contrast right it's a decision that's done and I'm sure there's a lot of other songs that we you could find where the singing is slower and the and the and the music is faster i'm sure there's examples of that. there's probably even a name for that who knows but it's interesting how that plays out so as for the lyrics well did i say everything i want to say about the song i definitely really like this song i like that it has this same theatrical big build-up it's i mean it might not like do it for you but i've always really enjoyed this song even if i'm seeing that there's like production issues with this ep overall uh And I, you know, like I said, like, I take that with a grain of salt. I'm not really too worried about that. But I like how... I like the build-up in the bridge, which is very similar to the build-up in the bridge of Apathetic Way to Be, but it's just... They are melodically different songs, so at least you get two songs that are very similar in that way. Um, And I love the letting... I love the screaming out of Let Go, even if, you know, whether or not... Whatever the context of the lyrics, which we'll get into, is, I just love... The screaming of that. And marshmallows just fell off the <laughs> counter magically. There's a beast. There's a Narnia beast walking through our kitchen and it knocked down Stay a bag of bar- marshmallows. Marshmallow oh no, the marshmallow man's getting...
1: <laughs> just jumped off the ghost knocked him off the counter. <laughs> April's not paying any attention either. She's just laying here in her, in her bed.
0: <laughs> so... Yeah, I like this song. I guess I would never and, and it definitely feels like a more theatrical, bolder song that, to me even than Apathetic Way to Be, and maybe it is because of that slower almost, you know, theatrical, dramatic singing on top of this driving pop-punk emo-y song. It's an interesting contrast, and I've always liked it, and I like the roller coaster ride of the melody. A little bit, the you know, going up and down and up and down. It's I, I just really like it. Um, I can kind of see now, though, like, they didn't play this song a lot. And, yeah, it is a little too dramatic. It's a little too... You know, I'm not one to ever admit that Reliant K is an emo band because, like, the word emo is completely bastardized. But this one is probably the only one I would really admit is kind of, like, a little too dramatic emo in that, like... 2000s misconception of emo that it's dramatic pop punk like this is definitely hitting that thing maybe this is a little too close to that my chemical romance thing maybe this was a little inspired by my chemical romance to have these rollic these rolling melodies up and down these big black parade building (laughs) sort of like triumphant let go and screaming on top of these like Melodic up and downs, like maybe you know this what? Is maybe kind of... that's
1: why I don't like it. Yeah, because we know it's it's canon that I don't care for Queen right. or other very <laughs> theatrical, dramatic bands. I'm like, just do the thing that you should do, and you do well. Don't let's not do all the things. You can't right. do all the
0: things. So maybe that's what's going on here. I never? I never made this connection. Just like how I never realized how much influence the band Brand New has on Mm-hmm and Five score until suddenly I was listening to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this literally just sounds like, you know, a couple of songs sound like they could have been written by Brand New or at least certain f- choruses within an Mm-hmm song sound like they could have been from a Brand New song. Well, now I'm thinking like maybe this is in some way like Teason was listening to a bunch of My Chemical Romance and not that the truth would itself be a My Chemical Romance song, but it's just like Tison sits down to write a Reliant K song after a week of having listened to a lot of My Chemical Romance. It's possible. I don't know, but it feels like that's a possibility.
1: And if it is trying to do something that Reliant K doesn't usually do, it would make sense why it misses the mark for me. Why for me, it feels like a song that's just trying to do like what it you what Reliant K usually do- oh good lord Danny what Reliant <laughs> K usually tries to do well and it's just not doing it like I'm like it sounds like it's trying too much to be something and it's just not it's not doing it it's hitting like like a friend's band you know like your 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 best band your best like neighborhood the best band. Reliant K
0: inspired band yeah in your city <laughs> yes
1: exactly.
0: Well, let's get into the lyrics and the possible inspirations for this song. This is what kind of like alerted us to this when, uh, you know, we were watching through this Cornerstone 2006 video that was uploaded nine years ago for other songs we've done that were played in this same set. And uh, we came across what he says here. Maybe it was at the end of, let me see what song did they play right before? Witch to Bury Us or the Hatchet. So maybe around the time we did Witch to Bury, you know, we then heard the uh, explanation. He April's now investigating the marshmallows on the ground. The marshmallows.
1: With her tail down. They're absolutely haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she'll try to get into them. She doesn't like marshmallows. I tried to give her one once. And
0: she also doesn't tear open plastic. She doesn't yeah, like no, plastic. She'll no. tear open some paper or some wax paper to get the food. Yeah, but she's, she's not she interested. She's no. like, all right, <laughs> I've
1: investigated. I'm good.
0: So here's Tison <laughs> explaining this song to the 2006 Cornerstone crowd. It's
3: like, I'm really good at Scrabble. Anyway. Um... So uh I'm not gonna talk for too long, but uh because I, I really I'm terrible at it. But um this next song, uh there's this part in the in the, the book, the movie, whatever, uh where the little girl, she's Lucy, I forget how old she is, really young.
1: Sorry, I must have missed where he said this. Lucy, next song. not Amy, apologies. <laughs> right.
3: She goes into this wardrobe and, and on the other side of it is this uh, you know, magical place called Narnia where it's it's snowing and there's there's fawns, and uh I think this half man, half deep. He seems a little frazzled.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he seems to, I mean, it's summer. You're in the, it's, it's, it's. You're talking about winter and summer. <laughs> right. He just definitely, it's more than just like some regular old nervous energy or like busy. Like he seems frazzled. Like he's probably, you know, like when you're overstimulated, <laughs> he feels, he sounds overstimulated.
3: You're half goat which is 150 percent of a person anyway there's a bunch of crazy stuff there and then she comes back to the other side and she's got three older siblings and she has the job of trying to explain to her older siblings this crazy is he talking about centaurs is that
0: what is that what he's talking no there's about? a goat guy okay I mean, there's like a go- goat like goat
1: phil act- from hercules is
0: yes a goat man yeah he's okay like from
3: hercules okay place this crazy story And she's trying to get them to believe her and of course they don't because it's just ludicrous to believe something like that But um her oldest brother Peter is like you know what this my sister Lucy has never lied to me about anything She doesn't cause mischief. She's not that type of person Why can't I believe her like this is the story is so crazy. I I don't really understand it And uh, you know this this next song is about how that's kind of how we feel about our faith sometimes at least me Um, just the fact that I, you know, since I was a wee lad, my mom was, was telling me about this story about the-
0: Oh, when I was a wee lad in the <laughs> f- golden fields of Ohio. Just a wee tease and a wee-son. I called me M- Matt Weason I'd run through the fields of Ohio and I'd call mother. <laughs> Put on some of that
3: soda bread. This guy who could do all these miracles and and then he died, and he came back to life, and uh, you know all the significance that that has in my life. And uh, you know, when you're a kid and, and you're talking about someone walking on water and, and doing all this stuff, it's, it can easily be interpreted as some sort of a story, And, because uh, they are stories, but they're, the, the thing is is that they're true stories. And just like in that book, how you know she went to that place and nobody believed her, but it was a real place you know sometimes this this crazy story about this guy jesus is is a real thing and uh it's the truth and i feel like all of us it's just it's a matter of if you're a christian but you haven't made it your own if you haven't tested your faith if you haven't like just tried to to make your heart stronger by really sitting down with this thing and saying it's kind of crazy but i believe it and i have faith in it because it's the truth. And the song is called The Hardest Thing to Believe is the Truth. Hope you like
0: it.
1: That's a long song title.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's I see thing. why they
0: cut that down. <laughs> that's the thing they might be giants does all the time. They'll be like, a song's called Istanbul, not Constantinople. He's like, this song's, oh no, no that's a cover, whatever. He'll, he'll like, John Flansberg will introduce a song by saying the entire chorus like it's the title of the song, but it's not.
1: You and your intellectual
0: music. I can't. Whatever. I can't with that. So, uh, Tyson's clearly very frazzled <laughs> from the Illinois hot day right there. But I get what he's saying. And there's so much I want to unpack there. Um, so, the first thing, like, before we even get into the faith aspects of it, let's just talk about the song and what it means and what he says there it means. So... When I always heard this song, since the day the Apathetic EP came out, I did not make any connection to the Book of Narnia, and I don't think that that really exists there to be found in and of itself. I don't think anyone would ever hear or look at the lyrics of the truth and say, oh, this is inspired by the Book of Narnia. But I believe that it's possible There's a number of ways that I interpret the idea When we were struck months ago, years ago By the idea that the truth is based on Narnia, So I would hear that this So I would listen to this song And I would just assume That it's about struggling with your faith And having a hard time One of two things Either having a hard time Bless you
1: Thank you, sorry about that (laughs)
0: I always believed it was either about having a hard time with accepting what you know to be God's plan. Like, the hardest thing to believe is the truth. God is calling me to this thing over here, and I refuse to believe that because it's the truth and it's staring me in the face. That was my number one interpretation. I like. I really love that interpretation. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's lyrics in here that support that. The other thing is I thought it was, like, basically uh, a a song about... uh, witnessing and like the truth is christ died for your sins and that's the truth and so many people don't believe it and the hardest thing to believe is the truth and all these people won't believe the truth which i think that could be in there i thought that maybe that's like basically a uh, a secondary <laughs> directive to the song but not necessarily the top directive of the song so then I hear Thiessen say this is inspired by this moment from Narnia and I'm like that's entirely possible but yeah there's a number of ways that this could have played out. It could have been as simple as he was thinking about the book of Narnia, the books of Narnia and he or he saw the movie and maybe he remembers reading them as a kid and maybe that moment actually touched him. The moment where the brother Looks at his sister, who comes back from Narnia for the first time, and no one else has been to Narnia yet, and no one believes her, but the older brother believes her, because he's like, I can't really believe what you're saying is true, but I know you're not a liar, so I'll accept what you're saying, because... The trope in so much fiction, especially kids' fiction, is no one believes the kids. So sometimes when, like, that moment... And I can think of one example, and there's probably a lot of other examples I can't think of. But when a a writer breaks that trope and the adults just believe them like there's a monster in the town and it's eating people instead of like oh you dumb kids you're lying it's like well let's go look into this like and then that breaks your mind because like whoa they just inverted the trope that you always expect as a kid because in real life parents don't parents and older people don't believe you so you accept that but then when that trope gets broken i'm thinking of one specific one
1: all those teens in the 70s were just runaways. They definitely could not have been getting killed by the multiple serial killers in the country at the time.
0: Well, I would always think in horror movies when someone's like, there's a vampire running around the town killing people, and the cops are like, "Oh, oh, you're crazy, you're on crack. It's like, no, you go in there to the police station, you say, there's a man... Going around killing people, like I would always see horror movies. Like, don't go in there tell- saying like a supernatural creature is going around killing. Go say somebody's killing it, and you know, like they'll believe you. But anyway, I can imagine like if you're used to children's stories where kids aren't believed, and maybe Teeson sees that moment when he read these books as a kid, or you now he's like an adult and he watches the movie or something, and he's like, you know, that's a touching moment. To just kind of build off that small idea, that small idea, which is not even a big theme of the book, right? It's not like a lot of movie, a lot of um, music that's inspired by a story or inspired by a movie or a book. It's usually building off of like major themes in the book or major characters or big moments. That's a pretty minuscule moment. It's it's almost just a transient moment to get you from act. ...you know, through Act 1. She goes, she sees Narnia exists, she tries to bring everybody back... ...nobody believes her, but then they go. Like, it's not a big dramatic moment. It's just kind of carrying you through the story. But to focus on that, I get it. I remember the book Something Wicked This Way Comes... ...by Ray Bradbury. They invert that trope as well... ...by there's this evil carnival in town... ...and it's like sucking the life out of people... ...and these two boys are the only ones who see it... ...and they tell their dad with one of the boy's dads and he's like he has the same reaction as the brother from Narnia he's like you know like uh I guess that's that's possible let's look into this and I was like when I read that book as a kid I'm like whoa (laughs) and there's like a little bit of a backstory to that like he's an older man who had a son at an older age so he actually like is he's he's a very good father even though he's a stoic man they bray bradbury kind of paints this picture of like he's older than all the other fathers in town so he doesn't have that same harumph harumph i don't have time for you son stuff Mm -hmm. that all the other fathers have but he's like well i don't don't know if this is real but maybe we should look into it i remember weird stuff happened when i was a kid and no one believed me so i'll look into it and like that blew my mind because i'd never expected that from stories so i can see how a small moment from this story like that could inspire Tyson to write a song that bridges out, and probably overall the song isn't really about Narnia, but it's inspired by that moment. Maybe that's the seed that gets him to the rest of the song. That's my thought process on it. But then the other side, the flip coin to that, is if they tried to sell this song to the producers of the Narnia movies, maybe they sold up the idea that this song is about Narnia. Maybe the seed was Narnia, but then it becomes just this larger song about accepting God's plan for your life or trying to witness to people. But they knew they want to sell this song to the inspired by soundtrack for Narnia. Right. So they sell it up in the conversation in interviews and on the thing. So, cause yeah, it doesn't feel like a Narnia song. Yeah, it's a little too rockin'. It's a little too abstract. Because, like, in, like, a line, you're like, yes, it's this very beautiful,
1: like, slower sort of, you know, and that also I think of as more of a theatrical song. It's a very, you know, like, uh, like, I don't want to say all-encompassing, but it's just like you feel that song. You know, you feel all of those movements. And so it just feels like that song is like, yes, absolutely. And then you come into this, which sounds like every other song off Mm Mm-hmm essentially, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this feels a little bit less, uh, like, authentic in that same idea, right. but uh, maybe it isn't. The hardest thing to believe is the truth, and the truth was that this was inspired by Narnia. Right. I said that exact same <sighs> thing during the, uh, during the In Like a Lion episode.
0: <laughs> and the ball also, and this is something I think about all the time, because I listen to a lot of podcasts about music, and a lot of people... You do. I do. I have both friends of ours, multiple podcasts that we're friends with, and other podcasts that we have no, you know, they're just podcasts I listen to, I do not know them personally, will often rub up against this idea that a song is about two conflicting ideas. And I'm like, poetry, songs can be about five things at the same time. Yeah. It can be, so you can start with the seed and then it be, can become about this thing from your life, but then at the same time it can be about this movie you saw, and it can be about this other thing, and it can be inspired by that thing, and it can all be a metaphor and a simile for this thing over here and that thing over there. Like th- there's there's not this unary concept of poetry and and lyrics. Like any one set of lyrics can be about five things at the same time, not just one, not just two. It could be about five, six. 25 things at the same time. That's why poetry can be that way. And <laughs> not to then focus in on uh, one specific podcast we know in real life, but I'm just, this is the first one that comes to mind. The They Might Be Giants song, Where the Replacements. Sorry to bring up the They Might Be Giants twice in <laughs> one podcast. The They Might Be Giants song, Where the Replacements, is kind of this cheeky song about the band The Replacements, or is it? Right. They're like, it's a rockin' song. It's like, hey, we're the replacements. And it's kind of like almost ironic because like the replacements weren't known as being like, hey, where it's like the monkeys theme song <laughs> for the band, the replacements. Okay. And that's kind of the joke. Interesting. But then in They Might Be Giants will say in multiple interviews, like, yeah, we thought it would be funny to do a monkeys like theme song for the replacements. But then in other interviews, they'll say, oh, no, this song's not actually about the band The Replacements. It's about the concept of how bands tour all around, and every night at the same venue, it's just another band. Like, you're all replacing each other on the road every night. Mm. And then, like, I've heard, I don't remember who Greg had as a, as a uh, guest on that episode for Where the Replacements, but they couldn't, both he and... Their guests couldn't get their mind around, like, which one is it? Which one is it? And I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm like, it's both. It's literally both. They're both true explanations. And if in interviews they might be giants, say, no, it's not that one. It's this one. And then in another interview they say, no, it's not that one. It's this one. They're doing that on purpose to, like, mess with the fans and make them understand that it can be both because if you just say it can be both people don't accept that but if you just keep conflicting their brain you're like you're you're kind of like you're challenging them to get it (laughs) you know what I mean but some people don't get it so sorry to pick on Greg Simpson this might be a podcast but that's just the one that I could think of there's multiple other ones where I'm like this could be a song about heartbreak and it can be a song about uh something else whatever happens
1: all the time (laughs) let's go ahead and take our break and when we come back we'll go through some lyrics and go through some deep dive stuff
0: we just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to sadie hawkins pod whether you've been listening for a while or this is your first time we want to hear your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your relying K memories at our voicemail line, which is 402 95 Sadie.
1: And if talking on the phone isn't your thing, because I know it's not mine, and whose is it really, you can send us an email to Sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com or visit our socials at Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. While there, you can also see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week.
0: You can also visit sadyhawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as to our merch store for shirts, mugs, stickers, and more.
1: We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash SadieHawkinsPod, who include Charity, Isaac, James, Kindle, Joshua, Timothy, Daniel, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, this might be a podcast, Tucker, and Brady.
0: Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes our entire backlog of bonus episodes which include reviews of the case for karaoke songs and chapters of the complex infrastructure known as the female mind book you'll also get stickers guitar picks and a special patreon exclusive shirt when you've donated a lifetime contribution of sixty dollars
1: Ooh, that sounds like fun where can i sign up
0: again at patreon.com sadie hawkins pod If you want to be a patron of the arts, the fine arts, the podcast arts, (laughs) there's one place to go.
1: SadieHawkinsPod.com slash oh wait, no, no, that's not it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I
0: panicked. So I know you're going to get to this, I'm sure you're going to get to this in your deep dive, but the truth is one of the Rare relying case songs that has its own... Wikipedia yes.
1: Page. Yes, I do, and also, <laughs> so the Wikiwand also popped up, and it is essentially the exact same article. Right. Like it, not not a super uh, popular, updated article. <laughs> right.
0: So, uh, before we do that, let's get into the lyrics. Verse one, and I've collected all these thoughts, and I'm dying just to lose them. And if your words are true or not, I'll die trying to prove them. But I'll just have to accept that my mind is so inept. And the only thing that's left for me to do is to trust you. So I'm not going to bother go to go break out the uh, CD booklet, but here the user capitalized, which it then confuses the entire matter again, because here the pronouns, that they're referring to, the you, makes it sound like the brother in Narnia talking to his little sister. It's like, the only thing for me to do is to trust you. But at the same time, like I said, it can be about two things at the same time. It also sounds like a person in prayer saying, I've collected all, I have all these thoughts, all these conflicting worries about life, and the only thing left for me to do is to trust God's plan, to trust you. So it can be about both, but to capitalize the pronoun and to definitively say he's talking about God, well then it flies in the face of that idea that it's also about the characters from Narnia trusting each other about the 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 wardrobe is magic
1: the uh the page that I'm looking at for lyrics the it says the the for me all for me that's left for me to do is trust you the you is not capitalized on that but is in every other spot (laughs) Gotcha.
0: (laughs) so the pre-chorus is convince me because I really need your help well convince me because I can't see this for myself Chorus. I'll put the emphasis on the evidence, begging for the proof. Sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth. And this is definitely like if there's anyone, the next verse is the one that definitely sounds like the story he's explaining in Cornerstone 2006. This is so from Narnia. This is so unnerving. I know you've never lied to me before, but the things you're telling me I can't yet believe, yet can't ignore.
1: Life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving.
0: What's that from? Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it I sounded familiar, I knew. It. So, I mean, that just flat out sounds like a nice little poetic idea of the brother in Narnia is like, what? You're saying you went to a magical fairy world? Well, you don't make stuff up. So this is unnerving. You've never lied to me before. So I can't believe you, but I also can't ignore what you're saying. Like, that sounds like the story. That full-on sounds like the Narnia story he's talking about. But I'll just have to accept that my mind is so inept, and the only thing that's left for me to do is to trust you. So again, these pronouns, these U's are capitalized, but it also all plays out, again, like, you're praying and God is communicating to you. You feel that still small voice and it sounds like you have a plan or what you're supposed to do. And it's unnerving. It's like you're telling me I have to pack up and go to Africa. I don't know. That's like the most trite version of a Christian uh, calling to do something. But and not that it's trite. You should go. People should go to Africa if they feel called. I'm just saying like that's the most obvious one. It's like what God's telling me to go on a mission trip or stereotypical. Right. They're like, oh, well, God's telling me to go on this mission trip, but I've never done a mission trip, and I've never felt like I wanted to do that. Oh, this is so unnerving. I've I've never felt this before. How can this be true? So they both, both these ideas that it's about God talking to someone in prayer, and it's about these characters in the book of Narnia, they can exist side by side. They're similes for each other. I get it. Um... Put the, and then it's put the emphasis on the evidence, bragging for the proof. Whoa, sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth. And so I'm singing again like I did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and since we've placed our lives into your hands, confide in what you'll do. Whoa, sometimes the hardest thing to believe is That definitely sounds like it's speaking to God. We've placed our lives into your hands, confide in what you'll do. Bridge, it's a world full of cynics. Uh, I'm going to skip the echoey <laughs> parts that are written down. It's a world full of cynics who say to stay alive in it, you got to stick with what you know, but the soul is always aching for the heart to start taking a chance by letting go. Again, this sounds like to me what I always thought, that it's about It's about you feel like you have a calling in life that God's telling you, leading you to, the in whatever way, the universe, whatever, but... God, your faith is calling you to a specific calling and you don't know if it's right or not because he's like, it's a world full of cynics who say to stay alive in it. You got to stick with what you know. It's like, Hey, I've got this idea. I want to go to college or I don't want to go to college, which is more of a 9K thing. My parents (laughs) want me to go to college, but I don't want to go to college. That's not my dream. And everyone's saying, Hey, it's a world full of, we're all cynics and you got to stick with what you know, go to college, get yourself a college degree and do all that stuff. But you're saying, no, God is calling me not to go to college. And so your soul is aching for your heart to start taking a chance by letting go. So you're trying to let go and not be a college kid. Right? So, yeah. Again, I think the, my interpretation that I've had for the last 20 years is pretty much correct.
1: Yeah. And I don't sure. think the Narnia
0: thing conflicts with that, but it definitely adds an aspect to it that I never... Uh, saw.
1: Well, lucky for you, we have song meetings this week, so oh. so we'll see what everybody else seems to think on the internet.
0: I think we got it, because then there's another chorus. So let go, let go. Sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth. And since we place our lives into your hands, provide in what you do. Oh yeah, and in the end. Because sometimes when you're trying to sleep, and all your doubts and your faith don't agree, it's because sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth. So there, you're like up at night, you're, you have anxiety, you don't know what to do and you know this is all painted through the lens of christian faith in the context that this is a christian band singing you know at, at a height of where they had you know these kind of very specific religious lyrics but like this all still works for any other religion or even like more secular world views or like universe stuff like You're up at night, you have anxieties, you don't know what to do, and you have some ideas of what to do, but you don't know how you're going to achieve those things, or you don't have an idea, or you have a feeling, so sometimes you have to let go, right, and, like, I don't know. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. And I think the let go and let God thing is 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 valid, no matter what your religious beliefs, even if you're an atheist. I think it's obviously you don't say let go and let God. But sometimes it's like, let go and let it happen. Be like water, my friend, said Bruce Lee. There you go. Like, sometimes you have to be water because when you're so rigid and trying to force this idea and force certain ideas into your life and they're not working out, it's because... Sometimes you're this and you're that don't agree. And the hardest thing to believe is the truth that you need to just let it go and let go. Hey, this is before Let It Go. This is the original (laughs) Let It Go. This is the original singing at the top. Oh, in a wintry place, in a wintry world, singing Let Go. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, Disney ripped off Reliant K for this song. Absolutely. Reliant K, you should sue. (laughs)
1: So, over on Wikipedia, The Truth. The Truth is a song by the Christian rock band, Relanke, O-M-G-U in the Ice. It was their only single from the... Starbucks apath- Ice. ...from the apathetic EP. And was their... Only their second single to ever be released off an EP that was only found on an EP. The first being A Penny Loafer Saved, A Penny Loafer Earned from the Employee of the Month EP. I would like to note that at the top of this, it says, This article does not cite any sources. (laughs) Because when I read that about how this was the second single to ever be released off of an EP, the first being A Penny Loafer Saved, A Penny Loafer Earned, I was like, are you sure?
0: I don't think A Penny Loafer Saved, A Penny Loafer Earned was ever released as a single. I don't think, no think so, so either, that. but I
1: think we are definitely going to need to ask some some uh, deeper divers than ourselves into Reliant Cave. I just gotta that ask. that does not feel
0: legit. Does that mean... That whoever wrote this article was listening to their Christian station in their city, in their markets, in their town, and some radio station would happened to be playing Penny Loaf or Save, Penny Loafer Earned that month because it was like a fun, goofy thing they put into <laughs> or rotation. Or their college station or their, or their college station, and they're Maybe. like, oh, this song, Penny Loaf or Save, Penny Loaf or Earned was a single. No, there's no single released. It
1: says both <laughs> songs were released for Christian radio. Um, the song was right. So I take that I, don't, as I literally you will. just
0: don't believe that. Uh, there's been other things. I, that's the truth. That's not a truth. I don't think that's a truth. There's been other things on this podcast that I refuse to believe, and then we found proof of it later. But there's no way Penny Lover Saved, Penny Loafer Earned was deliberately. Like released such a as random
1: a choice. No. Like such a random song.
0: No way. Um, <laughs> no flipping way. Timble's this gonna is gonna a person. Like, I have the this, this <sighs> Christian single for it. I'll keep reading while Jessica does some other research. The Reliant K song, In Like a Lion, Always Winter, also found on the Apathetic EP, is based on the book The Lion Witch and the Wardrobe. That's Why are we talking about a different song? It was, oh, because I. Because it's the same thing right, and right. you skip some stuff. So the song was
1: ranked number 21 in ChristianRock.net's annual top 100 and made it to the top five on their weekly top 30. Uh, then if you scroll down past the uh, the credits and everything, uh, you'll see the Reliant K song In Like a Lion, Always Winter, also found on the apathetic EP, is based on the book The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It was originally written in case the band was asked to do a song for the... S- same movies inspired by album. The truth was written for the same reason, but the words were changed for the song once the band realized that neither would make it onto the album. Both songs were placed onto the EP. Matt Teeson said that the truth was originally about how everyone wouldn't believe the character of Lucy, although she never lied to them before, but he then changed it to fit in a relationship with God.
0: If you say so, citation needed. I mean, that all sounds very plausible, but Okay, just because a song then I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm not saying this happens often. But just because a song might happen to chart on the radio doesn't mean it was quote, released as a single. A a certain radio station, like a programmer to radio station might like a song that's not even meant as a single or meant to be, you know, promoted by the band and they just start playing it and just by playing it especially for smaller charts it just starts charting there's i like to look into lost media stuff once in a while and there's one song in the history of like the billboard 500 that was literally never released it charted it charted it's the only song in because how does that even work (laughs) because that's the thing that's radio like you could just i'll explain this specific story although i don't have the title of the song but that's radio right like you could i could suddenly be the programmer at a radio station for some reason and i could take air for free and be like we're just gonna put mountaintop in 2022 on regular rotation. I'm just the programmer here and I'm forcing it. And then suddenly I report those things to, I report those plays and then suddenly Mountaintop is like number 500 on the radio play. Well, Verlion can never release Mountaintop as a single. So I don't have the title of this thing. I'm sure you can look for it. Uh, I can find it for some other time. There's a song in the history of Billboard that was never released because it was like a local band And the radio station just kept playing it. And so it charted in radio play. And I guess maybe you could get like local copies locally at the time, but because it was such a small band, it charted in billboard somehow. And it was never released to the market, to the mass market as a whole. And then this one person in the last decade or two was doing, doing a project where they were going through every song in, like, the Billboard 100 or something, Billboard, the Chart Seekers, I don't know. And this is the only song they couldn't find, and they finally found one of the people who was in the band, and they had a copy of the song, and the song turned up and was heard by the world at large on the internet for the first time in, like, 30 years, because this was, like, in the 70s or something. Okay.
1: Huh. That's so interesting. Yeah, so even the employee of the month EP's Wikipedia does not have any of that info on it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then we have Song Meanings. Faithful1 underscore 7 on November 9th, 2005 said, I've never heard this song, but the lyrics are really powerful. I especially like the end. Sometimes when you're trying to sleep when all your doubts and your faith don't agree. It's because sometimes the hardest thing to believe is truth. I know that myself being a Christian, I have doubts about my faith, even though I know it's the truth, so I continue crying out to God. Matt's right. Sometimes it's hard for us to believe what's so obviously true. I really want to hear this song. K.B. Trey on November 10th, 2005 said, this song is the first on the new record that came out yesterday, Apathetic EP. It's a phenomenal song. My favorite on the whole thing, personally, even above the others. From mm hmm, that are now acoustic. I think these lyrics are slightly wrong. The words aren't a world full of sinners, but a world full of cynics instead. I'm pretty sure the song is about putting your faith in God and how it's sometimes hard to believe in Him when you don't have any hard proof. I feel this way, and I am so relieved Reliant K released a song about it. I'll put the emphasis on the evidence. I love the way Matt sings this part. Believing in the little things that prove his existence, the small miracles and the large ones too, just to contradict your doubt because you know it's the right thing to believe and yet you feel as if you have to believe for fear of going to hell, but you want to believe as well because you love God. Okay, so I think I'll shut up now. I talk too much, but this is definitely my new favorite song. Uh, CHS Outcast 08 on November 10th, 2005 said, to me, this speaks so many things. It talks about how sometimes it's hard to believe in God and to trust him because so many people have reasons for him not to exist, but how that we just have to have trust in him because he has never lied to us before. It relates to a lot of things going on in my life right now. With my house catching fire and burning to the ground, it is hard not to find song lyrics that don't relate to how you feel at times. But I know... God will take care of me and my family and that I can trust him because he has never let me stray too far. Smiley face. Oh my goodness. Well, I, uh, I hope that everything's going well now for CHS Outcast 08. Donkey Kong 325 on March 26, 2006 said, I love this song so much. (laughs) I love the sound, the words, the music, everything, really. I struggle sometimes
0: with whether God is really there. I love it as much as I love bananas.
1: (laughs) I know he is. I know he is. And I'm not on the verge of giving up my relationship with God, but it is so hard to believe it sometimes. This song just puts into words what I feel a lot. Thanks, Reliant K. Uh, pink underscore frequency on may 17th 2006 said okay i'm pretty sure i can't see this former self is really i can't see this for myself it makes more sense anyway this song is perfect for the agnostic slash questioning christian when i first accepted jesus i was afraid of letting go of my agnostic ways and just believing okay enough rambling
0: I like how so many people on song meetings will be like, okay, enough for me now. <laughs>
1: uh, Nina, N I E N N A 7, on June 15th, 2006, said, I love this song and its meaning. Kind of reminds me of End to End.
0: Well, it reminds me of the Black Parade. <laughs> I'm back with the floor marshmallows. <laughs>
1: none came out they're all just in the bag oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. the bag was shut
0: with a little twist tied. oh wow we have two pages actually let's see oh april came running when she heard the bag <laughs> but april these are the foods you don't like
1: uh, music is life 11 on may 12th 2010 said uh follower of faith you, oh wait i missed something oh okay here we go follower of faith on april 4th 2010 said when I heard this, sometimes when you're trying to sleep and all your doubts and your faith don't agree, it's because sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth. My jaw dropped. How did Matt know that I do that? It was like he was singing that song for me. I know that God exists, but sometimes it's hard to believe. And God knows that. That's why he makes amazing bands like Reliant K to quiet our secret doubt. I feel really sorry for Reliant K, though. Who do they listen to?
0: Uh, I I didn't mean to I mean the sentiment is very nice but I only laughed because like as much as those are lyrics that he specifically wrote that maybe I don't think another artist would necessarily write it word for word that way it's a very common idea (laughs) it's a very common idea but you know if you're young and you're writing
1: replies on the internet you don't know that necessarily so you know I think that's great if you when you find things in in something that really speak to you I think that's beautiful and you put that out there um so Music is Life Eleven said, Follower Faith, you feel sorry for Reliant K? Huh, I don't see why. Almost everyone doubts sometimes. I There's guess you feel sorry for <laughs> for yourself too. I apologize if that sounds rude. Just misunderstanding you, I guess. Anyway, I think this song is absolutely amazing. It shows Matt's vulnerability. It shows that no one is perfect. People do have doubts at one point or another. Uh, then we had some Pinterest art this week. We've got a picture, a pretty picture of, like, a sunset, maybe over a street. I can't completely tell what it is. And it says, sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth. Oh, nice. Then Spotlike says, uh, this sounds like apathetic way to be. Love is for the middle class by House of Heroes. Cray Button by Family Force 5. I'm noting a trend here. Uh, I mostly copy other people by the Almost. Hotel Aquarium by Falling Up. That sounds fun. Um, the Hotel Aquarium bit, not the Falling Up bit. Uh, dead Men Carry Me by Jars of Clay. Breakfast by the Newsboys. Broken Heart by Falling Up. Oh, Gravity by Switchfoot. Again, noticing a very clear trend here. Uh, 10th uh sorry strong enough to save by 10th avenue north uh underdog by audio adrenaline never take friendship personal by Anne berlin it keeps going love hate on and on disciple uh yeah moments like this the afters yeah it just keeps going oh there's a pillar one uh a shame by pillar uh let's see hero (laughs) by cutlass already home by thousand foot crutch
0: Speaking of all these bands, I don't, I just thought of this and maybe we'll have to do this over at patreon.com slash Sadie <laughs> but you want to know who did make the cut for the music inspired by Uh-oh. Narnia? Uh, I won't name the songs. Hawk but, Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> right? No. No, I don't think there's any bands that I actually. Cutlass? Yes. That's the thing. <laughs> Cutlass is kind of the only flat out like heavier rock band. I'm not even saying Reliant K is heavy rock, but compared to these other artists that are on this comp. You have Jars of Clay. Got Skillet? Got some Skillet on there, Dan? No. You have Jars of Clay, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Jeremy Camp, Bethany Dillon, Delirious? I'm only pronouncing it that way because they have the question mark in their name. Rebecca St. James. (laughs) I don't know if it's the Evanescence sounding (laughs) version of (laughs) Rebecca St. James that we listened to on a Patreon episode once. Toby Mac. Toby, you couldn't get your boys? You couldn't get your boys on on the comp?
1: You got Rebecca St. James. Isn't that another goatee, a goatee girl?
0: Yeah. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think Rebecca St. James was on goatee. She might have been on the other one that was oh, owned gotcha, by the gotcha. other DC Talk guy. Oh, okay. Nicole Nordman, David Crowder Band, Cutlass, and Chris Tomlin. All That's right. all the people. They only
1: had the room Cut. for one rock band, I guess. There's
0: only so much room in the wardrobe.
1: <laughs> it's true. Uh, then the last thing I have for this is that the Podbean link for our maybe it's Maybelline episode popped oh, nice. up during during my deep dive today.
0: <laughs> oh, there's a there's a heavy metal band called Narnia. Nice.
2: <laughs> Ooh.
1: cool. <laughs> That's great. I like that. We'll have to check them out later.
0: Patreon.com. Good... <laughs> so, uh, we played the intro, so we might as well go back and actually listen to relying K performing the song. This is the 2006 performance of The Truth. There's a couple of youtube performances of this song but not many of them most of them are not on good recording quality of good recording quality so this one is pro shot by cornerstone i guess at the time or something or maybe someone with a camcorder in the back but it sounds better so here it is 2006 cornerstone you like it
1: Matt's got some like o oh voice going there. He's like I don't know very enraptured he's, voice. He's asking for uh for for something I'm that's not uh family friendly. I anyway, apologize. I
0: started eating marshmallows while I was playing in the background. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dan, are you even from Florida if you haven't seen a man feed a crane and marshmallow from his mouth while on an airboat?
0: Oh, yeah, you told me that story right. Was that a school trip or something? Or just something you did? Uh, or was it online? I can't online? remember if it was a school trip. No, I
1: can't remember if it was a school trip or just, like, my family and I took a trip, like, down to the Everglades and went on an airboat.
0: See, that just shows the mainstream media for you. <laughs> the lame, the lame stream media will always say, like, Florida man, <laughs> you know, sets a crack then least- in a target. But they'll never say Florida man feeds a starving crane. With a marshmallow from his mouth.
1: (laughs) I realize that I just stated something that really does play into the stereotype of Florida. That's a very specific part of Florida, though, like sand boat country. (laughs) Yeah, airboat. Whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So here's a tooth. So that was 2006. Here's a 2007 performance from a regular show, not a festival. Uh, maybe it is a festival. Hold on. Oh yeah, it's Creation West. So this is also a festival. Um, yeah, because all the anytime they play this at a club, it sounds really bad. Or a theater, it sounds really bad.
1: I don't remember now from when you did your your little pop quiz. Creation with a K, Christian, not Christian metal band.
0: Oh, creator. Oh, creator. Creator with a K is not a Christian Christian band. band. (laughs) They sing about Satan. Oh no! But I look into them and they're not (laughs) Satanists. They just sing about the concept of Satan and how that's actually like humanity. Like we're Satan. Like we're such bad like humanity is so bad that we're the Satan. And I'm like, hey, that's completely valid. (laughs) You take a modern man, you put
1: him in control. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So here's um, here is I love Hn that's the YouTube upload with Relying K the Truth 15 years ago at Creation West. and I picked this I definitely wanted to play this one because the vocals sound a little different. He's trying it out you know this is like this is three years after the uh, EP came out a year after that cornerstone performance and he's trying it a little differently here.
1: sounds more like normal teeson here than me teeson
0: well that's what i'm saying this is a way more laid back vocal performance of the song which i think is definitely a benefit of the song yes and now hearing it live i definitely think my my chemical romance theory is correct i think he was just listening to a lot of my chemical romance and he says i'm gonna write a song that's got kind of that feeling but in a reliant k way
1: is that why there's an umbrella on the cover isn't that like a My Chemical Romance thing? Oh, Umbrella Academy. The umbrella yeah, things? the guy wrote
0: Umbrella Academy. There you go. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point.
1: I love this album art. I've always really
0: right. liked this album art. Um, but I think here, after this song's been out for three years, and I don't know if they didn't play it alive, live a lot, and maybe, yeah, because it's a little too similar to other songs. Did they play it dead? <laughs> good, good golly. Good <laughs> golly. I can't put up with your nonsense, which is ridiculous because you put up with my nonsense all the time. Um, We
1: put up with each other's nonsense. That's what marriage is.
0: So I just like here how after a couple years, he's trying to just be a little bit more laid back with the vocals, which I feel like makes a lot more sense. And also just watching this live performance, seeing how like... Dave Douglas is just like hitting those hitting those skins, but then everyone else is just kind of grooving and like playing. You know, Teason's playing the piano, and Warren's just kind of like. Burp, burp, burp. It's like everyone's like, it's such a laid back song, but it's got this faster drum beat. So it really is like a strange thing to try to try to keep going. So it kind of makes sense to me that Teason is like pulling the vocals back. He was trying to be so big and bravado like the album, which maybe serves the studio track. But I would like to hear maybe a studio track where you pull back the bravado of the lyric of the vocals a little bit.
2: The soul is always, aching, always aching, a to start
0: I don't know. I think that's a way better performance than the Cornerstone one. So that's just my opinion. So that's really all we have for live performances. Would you believe that there's like a cover bot karaoke company did a cover of this? Oh, wow. Uh, you could do a podcast without having to play Google ads. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, this is just so weird cuz I don't think we've come across a coverbot thing in quite a long time. And because it's been so long <laughs> and I didn't really understand I understood they were out there. I would see them on Spotify, but I didn't know the phrase coverbot. Coverbot is these companies that just purposely record these cheap crappy covers and then upload them in mass to all the streaming services to just get your nickels, and they'll upload you know your pennies and your nickels from the streaming, and they'll upload the same cover to like twenty five different like you know shell artist names like the tribute the the tribute buddies and the rockin good times <laughs> and cover time for us like it's all these different band names, but it's all the same crappy, well, badly made cover. That's why they're called cover bots. The music isn't made by a bot. The music is made by, you know, quick, dirty people in a. Oh goodness. <laughs> I, meant covers, I meant that the covers. You don't know their cleanliness. I meant that the covers are quick and dirty. But anyway, a cover bot karaoke. Oh, you know, and then we would mix up things like, um, what's that? Like the Vitamin String Quartet. Like, they get kind of thrown into the cover bot thing but they are actual people who do what they do because they enjoy doing it they do covers and sometimes their songs get uploaded once or twice on different things but they're you know their publishers might be cover bots in a way but the actual vitamin string quartet is a legitimate artist group they did the music for bridgerton (laughs) so they're not just like some rando people like somewhere recording bad midi covers they're an actual group anyway here is pro sound karaoke band with their karaoke cover. Like, I didn't know they did the music published. for Bridger 10. I heard oh, something know that? Yeah. today. I did
1: not, know. Yeah.
0: Here is the uh, no the yeah, the pro sound karaoke band didn't.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> the Vitamin String Quartet did, but here's the pro sound karaoke band doing The Truth by Reliant K. Oh you know what? I should do the one I should do the vocal example. This is not the vocal example because if we're we're not gonna why bother listening to this twice why bother listening to the actual karaoke and the vocal and the vocal example let's listen to it with the vocals why why not both we could do both that's
1: what this podcast exists for dan
0: (sighs) i guess that's true let's do it okay well here's the one with the vocals I I picked the wrong one, even though <laughs> I went to pick it. I like that in there. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I try and t- okay. Here's the one with vocals. Come on, this has got to be the one with vocals. Ah! Oh. <laughs> I forget to switch to your your YouTube, which has no ads. Jessica's making a face I would love to know the story for people who record covers for coverbot companies like who initiates it is it these coverbot publishing companies that go out and just hire anyone who has you know a modicum of musical talent to record these covers my favorite cover about cover of all time is the one for stay together for the kids that one's so good it's so bad but it's so good we've talked about it on this podcast before so what do you think of this cover oh goodness uh
1: it's interesting It's certainly
2: interesting.
0: How do you think it compares to your criticisms of the production quality of the actual (gasps) track? Oh my
2: gosh! (laughs) The original track just looks
1: looks amazing. That's a Grammy award-winning album, comparatively. (laughs) Let's
0: see how they do the outro. Oh, I went too far. Okay, here we go.
2: Asleep.
0: It's like me trying to sing. I'm sorry. Like you did I, a
1: great job, cover bot company. You know, we're
0: never mean to covers <laughs> because it's always real people involved. But like That's it, a real person. It is a real person, but it's a cover bot thing. So I'm like, am I'm, I'm allowing myself to be a little meaner. I'd never be mean to this guy Bobby Moon is back again Bobby!
1: Alright guys I'm
3: going to do a voice cover of uh, The Truth by Reliant K and I hope you love it (laughs)
2: And I collected all these songs <laughs> and I'm dying just to lose them. But if your words are true or not, I'll die trying to prove them. And I'll just have to that
0: my This video is from seven years ago, and it's crazy to think like we've been doing this podcast for three years. Wow. <laughs> so this video was only four years old when we started the podcast and first because discovered Bobby Moon. He's one of the first Vocal cover artist that we found did a ton of relying stuff. and he
1: looks straight out of 2004. He's always looked like
0: yeah. that. Yeah, he's still out there. He's Good got, for him. He's had multiple Instagram accounts I've come across. Oh and he wow, does all kinds of pop punk covers, and he's had multiple YouTube channels. <laughs> I don't know if he keeps losing the passwords or something, but he's had a lot of accounts and done all these bulk covers. He's done guitar- he's done full on regular covers with a yeah, yeah. guitar. Yeah, so, yeah. Love it, Bobby. Love it, love it a lot. So let's see, there's a bunch of vocal covers, um, but speaking of, you know, artists that maybe get seen as cover bots, but aren't probably really, here is the Pickin' On series. This is uh, Pickin' On... I o- thought it
1: was going to be J.C. Keith.
0: <laughs> um, so this is the true... Well, I mean, after their Instagram got hacked, you don't know what's going on with them. I mean... <laughs> so here's Pickin' On Reliant K, the Bluegrass Tribute. We pick on
1: Reliant K every week.
0: (laughs) I know we've made that joke. I just, I just, I don't really know, but I know we've made that joke before.
1: ADHD, baby. I'm not paying attention half the time. (laughs)
0: said it before I'll say it again I'm waiting for my table at the Cracker Barrel this comes on I'm having a great time walking around (laughs) looking at audiobooks. You've never said that before. Yeah no I've definitely said that one before. Gosh darn it. I've definitely made the Cracker Barrel music joke about the on series
2: I'm trying to prove him but I'll just have to exist That my mind is so ennelled And the only thing that's left For me to do is to trust you Convince me Because I really need your help Well convince me Because I can't see this for myself I can't see it
0: for myself I like how he just kinda laid back on that lyric a little bit Oh shoot, I accidentally scrubbed the timeline. Let's see. I want to hear him sing about the emphasis on the evidence.
2: the emphasis on the evidence. For the proof. Whoa, the thing to is the
0: this is great. <laughs> This is great. I love this. I love the harmonies that came in. It's I love some great the great picking. Yeah. That's that's great. You
1: like the diddle diddle diddle. diddle, diddle <laughs> I like damn. the diddle diddle diddles.
0: <laughs> and here's the only other like you know legitimate cover as opposed to a guitar cover or another vocal cover. Um, oh, I didn't write down their name. Let's see who this is. This is Rebecca Ramirez. R E I M E R. And it is a really cool cover. And then the visual on the YouTube video is them doing watercolors as oh, opposed cool. to showing themselves singing the song. So here is that cover of The Truth. I'll skip about 30 seconds in.
4: Them, and if your i have to accept my mind is so numb and the only thing that's I like me to do is to trust you convince me Cause I really need your help to oh, convince me Cause I can't see this for myself I'll put the emphasis on the evidence Sometimes
1: I just say I believe is the truth. Oh, I love that. <laughs> good. That's so good.
0: And now I got to see, I got to go to the end of the video to Please see what they're Rebecca making. Please give Rebecca a like, Danny. I will. So the art that they're doing is they started with a big pink circle with all kinds of like um, shading to give impressions of like light on this big pink circle and then they're drawing with a pen inside it. So let's just skip to the end and see what they drew. And then we'll see hear how she does the outro. So, what they were drawing inside the big pink watercolored circle was like a couple from behind who are walking up to a house, but the house is made out of a heart. And by heart, I mean like a human heart, like an anatomically correct heart.
1: It's very uh, collapsible lung.
0: Yeah, it does look like collapsible. Actually, are they walking into a lung?
1: <laughs> it's a heart.
0: It is a heart. Yeah, yeah it, it looks, it like, looks a heart, like a heart. But it has that like uh, it has that slant that kind of makes it look like a lung and a heart. Maybe, but it does
1: have those swirly sort of things in between yeah. that I find disconcerting, like in the <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the collapsible lung heart.
0: Yeah. So that's that one. And then there's this one vocal cover by Xbox Chick. <laughs> nice! Xbox Chick 24 has the following vocal cover.
4: Really, you need your help. Well, convince me. Because I can't see this for myself. I put the emphasis on the LNs. Begging for the
0: proof Whoa, well, sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth Per usual creepy, creepy basement. Good stuff, though. It's interesting. I mean, typical, you know, teenager doing a vocal cover in a creepy, creepy basement. But I'm so confused because it's a creepy, creepy basement. But then it's got like this really well designed possibly desk or credenza that she's set up against right so it's almost like an un- maybe it's an unfinished office in the basement and the other side of the basement <laughs> is unfinished The, the <laughs> she's in the office you get it she, she's in the finished side right. and another side anyway the other thing that's striking about this video about this uh, particular video is that it's from 12 years ago from 2010 and the the video quality is just really good like i've seen it so is, many yeah, yeah 360p i thought this was like a newer one actually. right this is so like unnerving. this is so unnerving that <laughs> to see this video at, at like 720 in you know 2010 fascinating so whoever xbox you know she is an xbox chick so she probably is always up on the latest sure, technology sure. had a good camera in 2010 uh, then we can get into fan stuff and uh, hey Jessica you're excited because back in Florida where your parents live and where you grew up they're going to be reopening the Mai Kai soon yes. right So you think it'll be the, so you think so you've always wanted to take me to the Mai Kai because mm-hmm. they have these amazing Polynesian shows and Polynesian food she's wanted to take me there like as long as she's known me and we've just never gotten down there to see to see it then unfortunately they had a flood Right around the time Jessica's parents moved back to Florida and we're like, ooh, this this is the this is the time. We're going to go to the Maikai. They have a flood and they were almost going to close, but they got saved by like local investors and stuff. And Jessica's like, their shows are amazing. They're going to be back next year. Are their shows going to be anything like this?
2: <laughs>
0: is this going to be a guy <laughs> in a parking lot doing a fire poi <laughs> while, while the, the Truth by Relying K plays on a car radio in the background? <laughs> It's such a creepy curse video.
1: I mean, there will be fire juggling, but a bit more professional than this. This
0: video is a <laughs> the year. Car just drove by.
2: Yeah. The... Oh jeez.
0: Like I think, I think that this is like actually in like a front yard, but out in the street, yes. so that they don't burn down their house. Right. I think they're practicing fire poi in real life. Wow. And in real life, in their personal lives, they're practicing fire right. poi. <laughs> Hold for plane oh, I was like oh my
1: gosh <laughs> I thought that that was like The, the music was, was going
0: oh. Now this video is a year Oh they're in a parking lot For sure um, Because now I can see the painted lines of the parking lot On the ground uh, This video is a year There's after There's a house across the way Yeah, uh, I don't know this video is a year after Xbox. But he just
1: pulled up and stopped. <laughs> sorry, it's okay. <laughs> this is like the fourth time I've tried to say. There's this. a car. I'm sorry. There's but just I a car that it. just stopped, like to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> this is pertinent information, Danny. <laughs> it's
0: very pertinent. This video is a year after Xbox chick. Yet the quality is like ninety percent less. Like this is a creepy 360p right. yeah, video. I am.
1: Maybe they f- filmed it on their flip camera. <laughs> Maybe. I like to imagine that the person who just pulled over comes running out with a blanket. They're like, oh, I got you. I got you. And they <laughs> stifle them.
0: <laughs> I mean, someone might be off camera ready for that kind of situation. And something else, we got to see Bobby Moon, a, a classic mainstay of Sadie Hawkins pod, yeah. of early Sadie Hawkins pod. We come back to another. Theme of Sadie Hawkins' pod that for a while I was constantly finding these videos and then it's been several months if not a year or two since I last found one. It's a Warrior Cats tribute video. Oh, wow. We just brought that up last last
2: week too. I know.
0: (laughs) The Warrior Cats young adult novels. There's a lot of Warrior Cat relying K crossover fandom. There's never been like an animation or a movie of the Warrior Cats so it's always like fan art or book covers or whatever shown oh there was one that was a fan animation where one of the one of the cats had just killed the this other this is cat. just a
1: picture of a cat <laughs> <laughs> guilty fire is that one of
0: their names are they like my little pony names maybe fire stars quest spoilers contained within I feel like I'm not gonna be Uh-oh. that spoiled by just seeing the pictures of cats that you might to you connect to the story of the Warrior Cats. People love this series. I'm surprised it's never been animated or anything. This vid is about Firestar and how Star Clan lied to him about Sky Clan. Uh. I know, right? Oh sorry, spoilers everybody, spoilers. I know we have at least one or two Warrior Cat fans who also listen to the podcast because they've replied about this before as well and then one time we were at a barnes noble and we just saw the warrior cat books and i was like oh i've seen those covers i didn't realize it was those books it's like a magical i don't know if it's magical but it's just a realism series about cats like in the neighborhood, and they actually have all these clans and politics and
1: like Watership Game Down,
0: Thrones. Yeah, like Watership- Game. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's like Watership <laughs> Down, but I think it's a little bit more. It's it's a it acts like it's a high fantasy or something. Okay, as opposed to Watership Down, where they're really just rabbits like doing stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I never read the the, the books, it, but it's. I guess it's like Game never of, too late, Dan. It's like Game of L- Glitterbox, Glitterbox. instead of Game of Thrones.
1: Isn't that what the mouse one is like? The the mouse fantasy. Oh right. One? Well,
0: that one. Yeah, I guess they have swords and stuff in that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Do the warrior cats not get swords. I don't think the warrior cats oh, get swords. Okay. I think
0: the warrior cats are just regular cats who just are out in the fields and stuff gotcha. during the day, and they have. Clans and or but they warriors. don't have clothes. I don't think they don't have clothes, they don't have oh, buildings, okay. they just exist in the regular world. But they have politics. I don't think there's politics in Watership Down. I think it's just a, right, it's just a story about rabbits trying to survive. They're, they're more like they're more imbued. The warrior cats, someone call us up 402 95 and correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. But I think the warrior cats are more imbued with like human po- political strife. In the neighborhood where all these cats live anyway that might be hard to believe that that those books are good <laughs> i don't know maybe they are but the but we'll end on this the real there's a lot of things out there that are hard to believe but sometimes you just got to believe it right mm-hmm. and you no, know, this song is definitely a religious song about god's plan for you right and but i'm sure you can take a song like this and you can use it to support all kinds of things that people might not believe like ideas you try to get out there and people just don't want to believe it but it's the truth it's the truth you can't just let yeah i get it the powers that be try to control you you can't just let like people tell you these things uh-huh. like the earth is round that's oh, so ridiculous. No. So that's when I found this kindred spirit oh, on no. YouTube no. called Critical Inception. Oh, no. With oh, their no. video from 3 years ago, 50 views, titled Sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth. Oh no. And it's just letting you know, hey, it might be hard to believe, but dude, oh, look no. into flat earth th- earth theory. The earth is flat.
1: Why do they have a $100 bill? Oh, because They're fake
0: $100 bills. They're pulling that classic Christian ministry move of putting a fake $100 bill on the ground. And then you open it up and you're like, oh, I bet you were excited to have this money. But um, Jesus is more valuable than a $100 bill. And then that person gets pissed off and never wants to go to church or be saved ever. Well, this flat earther guy (laughs) is doing the same thing. Fake $100 bills putting them out there. He, then he goes to the sporting goods store. He vil- he videos himself in POV going to the sporting goods store and dropping these fake $100 bills in locations so people will find them. Oh, wow. And man, their minds are going to be blown. Some ice cream guy is going to see that and his <laughs> mind's going to be blown. <laughs> Way to breathe. No breath. Oh,
2: Simpsons wow. reference.
0: Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's a flat earth video and it's scored to... Oh, the Bluetooth... <laughs> the Bluetooth died. So,
1: what I've learned is that Reliant <laughs> K are flat earthers.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently. Apparently, that's what the song was always really about. Okay, this is a video about... Now, I didn't watch the full video and get the full context. But this is a video about going... More than just the $100 bill. This flat earth person, Critical Inception, has little stickers... And he's in the sporting goods store, and it's, like, little, like, go to this Flat Earth site and learn about Flat Earth He's sticking theory. them on the and inside And he's sticking them on the insides of products that people are going to buy, like, the hats and oh. stuff. Hey, he's out there ministering. <laughs> I'm
1: sure that this poor... S- oh, come on, don't make it so that the employees... Have- now he's it like, a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls.
0: <laughs> he's in the wicker basket aisle.
1: Stop making it so that these employees have to fix things, like... Come on! And he's showing how
0: he left the fake a pile of like three fake hundred dollar bills. Like, what
1: if that's some mom and pop sporting goods store, and now their customers are gonna think that they're crazy flat earthers or something? <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Man, there's but... just the,
0: there's so many fake hundred dollar bills just Ugh. in this particular Marshalls.
1: Oh, he stuck stuff on the. No, you can't do this. He's sticking his stickers on the goods. You can't do that. Come on. This person gets a thumbs down. I'm
0: going to go into that same store, find those stickers on those shelves and goods, and I'm going to put stickers of Biden pointing at those stickers (laughs) that say, I did that. I made the earth flat. Biden made the earth flat oh, what, if, no, what if Biden made the earth round Then the flat earthers would be really mad
1: <laughs> Good lord
0: <laughs> Please like and share the video And subscribe uh, I will, no, do, none I will do none of those things I will do none of those things <laughs> Two comments
1: I will give you a thumbs down For Wrecking People's Day
0: Someone replied and said, oh snap, this was amazing, much love homie, and Critical Inception replied, thank you, more to come soon. Well, there's that, and I would say that also sometimes the hardest thing to believe is uh, where I was on January 6th. <laughs> I just keep digging the hole deeper. It's really too Not a flat earther. Oh no. Good
1: Lord. Please,
0: please stop. And on January 6th, I was in Arizona, as a matter of fact.
1: We were driving into California,
0: yeah. We did a cross-country drive. Yeah. Right, because, we, yeah, we did a cross-country drive to Florida, and we were coming back. Good Lord. So, uh, yeah. I don't and know, Danny. We're, we're I don't know how I feel it.
1: about the song anymore. You melted my brain. I don't,
0: I don't know if I like it more or less or the same. I didn't. Ever, I never thought on this podcast that one day we'd be, like, having to... We'd be accounting to the people listening where we were on January. That 6. was your
1: choice. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> I never thought I'd go down that rabbit hole. But sometimes the rabbit holes lead to mind blowing information like maybe the earth is flat. So Jessica, what do you think mm. of the song The Truth? By Relying K, do you like it more, less, or the same than before we did this episode? And try not to let the last five, ten minutes <laughs> <laughs> play into too I, much.
1: I think I like it a little
0: less. Okay. Is it because of... No. Okay. Uh, that I mean, you just were already... really
1: boggled me. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: <laughs> Goodness gracious.
1: Thanks if you made it this far. Danny, do you like it more the same or less?
0: Uh, I like it about the same to be honest. I don't like it more, I don't like it less. Like I uh, was more critical of the production quality as I dug into it deeper, but that doesn't affect my enjoyment of the song.
1: Look, at least we made it this far, but I don't know if it all looks good from here. <laughs> <laughs>